1: I need some money. What do you need? Well, I need a lot. I need more than usual.
2: Well, why don't you take it out of your account? There's a lot there.
1: Well, I would, you know. Sam, it's just that... Well, I need more than that. I need 25000
2: 25000 For yourself? Yeah. Why do you need that much?
1: Well, what's the difference? I just need it.
2: Well, I mean, you know, I got to ask you. That's a lot of money. You're not asking for a box of popcorn, you know.
1: I'm aware of that. We don't have to turn this into a big deal, okay? We don't have to have a fight. It was important to me, forget it. It's just something
2: I wanted to do for myself. Who's fighting? I mean, I'm, you know, tell me what it's for. Why can't you tell me what it's for, huh? Well, you know what? Now I want you to tell me. I mean, my wife comes to me and asks me for 25000 I mean, what do you want? Do you want a code? No. Well, if you want a code, you got it. You know that. It's not the money. It's just, why do you want it? That's all I'm asking. Am Look, I not entitled you- to ask that?
1: Sam, I've been independent my whole life. I never had to ask anybody for anything. Now you're making me beg you for this. I'm so what are you talking I mean, about? I mean, you're embarrassing me. Why do you want to make me feel so bad?
2: You're asking me for $25,000. Yeah, i am not out to make you feel bad. I want to just be able to trust you. You know, it's about trust. I have to be able to trust you with my life. Do you understand? Can I trust you? Can I trust you? Can I trust you? Answer me. Can I trust you? You can trust me. Good. So then you can tell me what the money is for. It's getting better.
3: This is Ed Hoffman, and welcome to the main event. I've been off for I've been off for two weeks, uh, struggling with uh, struggling with that that China virus thing. Uh, we'll be uh, I'll be talking a little bit more about that. Hey, let me make a disclaimer before we go go any further. Uh, I'm I would be recording from home today since I just tested negative on on COVID and due to a power failure in my neighborhood. We had to record over the iPhone instead of using the the regular uh, Blue Yeti mic that I plugged into my computer. So uh, if the sound is is less than great, please accept my apologies. Let me talk about the 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 scene I opened up with from the movie Casino. You know what? Uh, I as I watch the as I watch the the Congress and the, this Build Back Better plan and this infrastructure plan, you know, I, I think about that scene in uh, in Casino and I say. Why didn't uh, why didn't Sharon Stone just say when he asked, what do you need it for? Infrastructure. Then that would have solved everything. It doesn't mean anything, but that would have solved all the problems, all the questions. And he'd just say, hey, fine, here's the money, because that's how the Congress does it. Hey, It's infrastructure. What does that mean? I don't know. It's the same thing that we uh, we got money for a year ago and the year before that and the year before that and the year before that. I think about uh I think about all the all the uh the little, the little, uh, uh, propositions on the ballot, even from uh, a couple of weeks ago. Well, you know, we're going to add one cent, one cent, uh, extra tax to the city of Moreno Valley. And what's that for? Uh, well, that's going to, uh, that's going to fix the potholes in the roads, and that's going to increase the, uh, the, the police force. So we have faster 911 response times. Well, you know, what? wasn't that on the last, the last thing and the one before that and the one before that. And of course, California voters, no different in Moreno Valley, we're just so stupid stupid enough that we just go, all right, sure. I'll pay more taxes. And then we, then we complain about it. So I don't know. It's uh it's, it's a, uh, it's, it's a, uh, literally we're all on this, on this wheel, this hamster wheel. We just keep running and running can't figure out why we can't get any, any farther forward. And uh, that song was the Beatles getting better. I use that because I'm getting better. You know, it took uh It took, uh, you know, I thought I would never, uh, I would never encounter this COVID thing because I'm Superman and, uh, you know, we, we take our vitamins and, uh, we don't wear masks and, and, uh, but of course, as I described about a month ago, uh, Don had to go into the hospital for, for an issue with her, uh, with her breathing and her AFib. And of course, Loma Linda gave us a bunch of hassle about getting in and out of the hospital, but, um, but they did get in and do what's called an ablation and, and it's, and it fixed her breathing, her breathing right away, right away. But they kept her in the hospital for a couple extra days. And seven days after we got out of the hospital, she got a little bit of a cough, (laughs) you know, one of those little annoying things could be, could be almost anything. But a few days later, she had a uh, uh, appointment with the cardiologist and, um, they wouldn't let her in because, the, because of uh, her temperature being 100 degrees instead of uh, 98.6, and they sent her for a COVID test, and we were supposed to have uh, the results by the end of the afternoon, and, of course, the uh, the end of the afternoon ended up being 4 o'clock the next morning, and 4 o'clock the next morning, uh, we get a uh, a ding on her phone, and, of course, we're watching every time we get up get up to, you know, to, to get some, getting some to drink or go use the bathroom. We're looking at her phone to say, you know, we want to want to know what's going on. And about four o'clock in the morning, it uh, we look at it and it says, here's your uh, COVID COVID-19 results. And you are positive. So this is four o'clock in the morning, two weeks ago on a Wednesday morning. And um, so we wake up and said, oh, well, you're positive. All right, well, we're going to deal with it. Let's go back to sleep. So we went back to sleep, and an hour and a half later, Dawn wakes up uh, Wakes up not being able to breathe. Oh, I can't breathe. Oh, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. Help me sit up. Help me sit up. And, of course, where did that come from? Because she's breathing fine. And as soon as she wakes up, as soon as she actually wakes up, she's having a she's having a, uh, a nightmare based on all the crap that the media has been putting into everybody's brains to scare the crap out of us on, on what's going to happen with COVID when in reality she's breathing just fine. And that's the, and that is the, the tragedy, the, the, the the crime that the media is putting over on us let's make everybody afraid to go out without your mask on we know damn well that that little piece of cloth isn't doing squat to protect you but let's make everybody stick a needle in their arm and let's make sure that let's make sure that we just scare the crap out of everybody and let's just see how much we can get the people to put up with it's just a mask it's just a vaccine it's just uh, learning from home. It's just this, it's just that. Remember the, the video I played a couple of weeks um, of uh, uh, Damani Felder and his little, uh, ju- it's just. So it's just all that. And then when it happens, when it happens, um, what's in our subconscious turns into into reality and they go, oh, I can't breathe, I can't breathe. So fortunately, uh, Don woke up about 30 seconds later and uh, and realized she can breathe. And of course, uh, Don and I do everything together. So, um, so, you know, we, uh, she had to go in the hospital and I was there with her almost the whole time and, uh, for four days. And I don't know if I caught it from the hospital or I would got it from, or she got it from the hospital and I got it from her, but we do everything together. And, um, I, so I went and got tested on, on Wednesday, Wednesday afternoon, I went into the, uh, the county thing and, and got to swab up my nose and they said, okay, you'll hear from in two to three days. So then I stopped by Rite Aid and got me over the counter speedy thing. And, uh, uh, Wednesday after Wednesday afternoon, it said negative. I took it again on Thursday morning and it said positive. And then, uh, Friday, Friday afternoon, I get a notice from the, uh, from the County that I'm positive. Oh, you think so? Uh, anyway, um, COVID is the cold. It's the flu. You know what? Some people have have a harder reaction, and I know people are going to be uh, sending in uh, comments to this. Oh wait, just because just because COVID didn't didn't take you down doesn't mean it's not serious. I can hear it now. I can hear I can hear somebody thinking about it as I'm as I'm saying this. Um, but you know what? The flu is hard on us when we get older, and the flu is hard on us when. Uh, when we're, when we're sometimes when we're not, not that much older, and this is a bad strain of the flu, but in general, we didn't lose our, our, our sense of taste or smell. Well, Don, Don lost hers for about a day. Um, I didn't, it kind of drained all our energy for, for a little, for a little bit. And, uh, in general, so it's been about, it's been two weeks today and, uh, other than, other than just a little bit of a cough left, uh, we tested on the, on the over-the-counter thing today, and we're, ne- and we're negative now. And uh, not, not overall a, uh, a tragic experience. It is annoying. And uh, so I've been working from, working from home and, uh, and uh, not having the same energy level that I did. And I thank, uh, I thank uh, um, Kenny White for sitting in for me for two weeks. He did a great job. And you know i I think about the uh um i I listened to the to the show he did last week and using those two Asia songs and uh reminded me of a little clip from a movie called forty year old virgin I means there's Asia you framed an Asia poster. How hard did the people at the frame store laugh when you brought this in?
4: They you? did not laugh at me
3: yeah, for those of you that remember asia the the super group John wetton from uh King Crimson and jeffrey downs and and uh, Steve Howe from yes and uh Carl Palmer from Emerson Lake and Palmer I personally was an Asia fan I got their two albums I went and saw them in concert great stuff but I thought I'd just throw that throw that in when uh, Kenny used two of their songs last week um so I said hey how come I didn't use those songs you use those songs before I should have done that so uh but I but I'll tell you about I'll tell you about my opinion on this covid thing it's kind of like uh, insurance when you buy insurance so let's talk about life insurance. When you buy life insurance, you're making a bet with the life insurance company. You say, Hey, I bet you I'm gonna die. And they say, Well, we bet you're gonna live. And then you spend the rest of your life trying to lose that bet. And but you still keep paying those premiums, those premiums and premiums. And hopefully you get to a point in the, your life when you don't need it because you've got enough money financially and you stop paying that. And I always tell people when they're when they're buying homeowners' insurance, well, how much, how much of a deductible should I get? How much when you buy uh, auto insurance, how much how much of a deductible should I pay the extra premium? I say, hey, premiums are a for sure, claims are a maybe. And when you think about that, say, hey, you know what? Um, I know people. I know people that are are hiding hiding from the the rest of their lives. They're staying in the house. They're not going to church. They're not going to to anywhere. They're not they're not being anywhere around people. They're not seeing their grandkids. They're not seeing. They're not seeing people and they're, uh, and they're hiding, they're hiding. And, and to avoid a physical death, they're invoking a social death on themselves by, by hiding. And even today, even today, I think about, uh, some of my neighbors that said, Hey, you know what? We're invincible now. I go, what do you mean? You're invincible. Cause you've got a, cause you're walking with Jesus Christ. Um, no, we're invincible cause I, I'm two weeks into to my second COVID shot. And I go, Oh, that's a lot of, that's a lot of, uh, that's a lot of uh, faith you're having in, uh, in those COVID shots versus, uh, versus you know, our Lord. And, uh, and I just said, okay, whatever. And then now that we're back doing uh, live church, now that we're back doing live church, they're still going in with their masks on, even though no one else in there has the masks on. I'm saying, you're just, you're, just you're, you're giving up your life just in case on the chance that you might lose your life and i'm thinking hey you know what we all have our time we all have our price that we're paying that god that god puts out there for us to make sure that hey if you want to live the way you want to live and you want to live to to become the person that that uh that god wants you to be that you pay your price or else you just you pay your price and everybody's price is a little different but everybody pays their price and I, and i look at that as like insurance that say hey i'm not i'm not getting that 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 uh that jab in my arm. I'm not getting that uh vaccine under any circumstances because we won't know for till 50 years later the the damage we did to each other, that to the the government did to, to our to our bodies. And and uh, I'm just not going to give up my life today because who knows how who knows how long, how much longer life is going to be. How long are we going to put up with the government controlling us like this? So anyway, the moral of the story is, hey. I kicked COVID's ass. My wife kicked COVID's ass. It's not that bad. And, uh, I don't care what the government tells you. Um, this pandemic is all BS. And as long as they're scared that we're going to, that the, that the Republicans are going to take over, um, after the midterms, they are never going to let this thing die because the only way, the only way that they were able to steal the White House and the House and the Senate, um, in 2020 was making us do mail-in ballots. And you watch. You watch. This thing's never going to go away for until at least uh, after the 2024 election. And as long as we just continue to put up with it. So anyway, that's my story and I'm sticking to it. Hey, so before I get into uh, everything that's gone on in the last uh, in the last two weeks since uh, since I was with you or three weeks, And, uh, and all that stuff. Let me introduce myself for those of you that don't know me. My name's Ed Hoffman. I'm with Planet Home Lending. If you're interested in getting any involved, any of the fantastic opportunities that are real estate and you need financing, call me toll free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. One last time, day or night, toll free or you code 855-640-2020. If you want to get in touch with me and talk about, uh, uh, real estate or financing, whether that's refinancing a property that you already own or whether that's buying a piece of property you'd like to own. And whether that's in California, Arizona, Nevada, Utah, Colorado, Texas, Arkansas, Tennessee, Florida, Georgia, Ohio, Oregon, Washington, Idaho, Montana. If any of those 15 states, uh, if you want to talk to me, but you don't want to talk on the phone, go to edhoffman.net, click on the planet home lending logo and fill in the fill in the the, the, the lending stuff. And uh, you'll hear back from either myself or one of my talented teammates. Um, if you have comments on the show, um, email me to ed at ed Hoffman.net. Even if you're going to tell me, well, you're just making light of the COVID thing. And it's really, it's really tougher than what you said. And we have family members that died. We all have family members that died. And, and most of them in the last year and a half have been called COVID, whether they were COVID or not. So, but go ahead send me the emails. I'm, I'm open for it. I I'm, I am prepared, but Hey, now, now I'm going to get me, now I'm going to get me a copy of my positive test. I'm going to get me a copy of my negative test and I'm going to get it. And I'm going to get a card that says, Hey, I've got natural immunity. So, so, uh, FJB. So, uh, and I'll just get me a card when people say, "Do hey, you have your vaccine card. Here it is natural immunity. Get out of my face. Um, so let's see what else. Uh, uh don't forget about my, uh, my book. Experience matters it's a great book for a Christmas gift. The time is now if you want to have it for Christmas um, go to edhoffman.net and order that and uh, of course, if you happen to have gotten it from Amazon go on Amazon and, and put some comments um, put some comments and uh, give me a rating. Um, so far everyone who's given me uh, given me their uh, their review after after reading it has been very positive and uh, enjoy it. okay so let's talk about what's going on. Um, Kyle Rittenhouse verdict, it's been uh, a week since the jurors in Kenosha, Wisconsin, declared 18-year-old Kyle Rittenhouse not guilty on all counts after a two-week trial and 26 hours of deliberation. If he was found guilty, Rittenhouse would have faced mandatory life sentence. He was found not guilty on five counts, including uh, first-degree reckless homicide, two counts of first-degree intentional homicide, and two counts of first-degree reckless endangerment. Judge Bruce Judge Bruce Schwar- Schroeder had previously tossed out one charge of possession of a dangerous weapon by a person under 18 um, because in uh, Wisconsin it's legal. So that's uh, that's something we need to uh, tell the tell the media. Hey, you know what? It's not against the law for a kid 17 to be carrying an AR-15 in Wisconsin because that's where it was. So on Monday, Rittenhouse gave his first uh, post acquittal interview to Tucker Carlson. Uh, Here he is describing what happened on August 25th, 2020, when he acted in self-defense against convicted pedophile Joseph Rosenbaum.
1: You've been criticized
4: for carrying a firearm into the scene, but it's obvious from the tape that a lot of people, you were not the only one with a firearm. There are rioters with firearms. Was that obvious to you? Yes. So you, you saw other people with guns? I, I did. There was a lot of people um, on both, like there were rioters with firearms. Um, I remember one very distinctly, Joshua Zaminsky was walking around with a pistol in his hand all that night with um, Joseph Rosenbaum. Where did you first see Rosenbaum? The first time I saw Rosenbaum was the first time he threatened to kill me. It was at the corner of the car source lot that I was at primarily that night and uh, I was asking people if they need a medical and he came up to me and Ryan Balch and he said if I catch any of you MFers alone I'm going to effing kill you had you ever seen him before? I have not so you've never seen this guy he walks up and threatens to kill you out of nowhere yes it was quite shocking I was like why would somebody threaten to kill me I'm just asking if people need help on both sides I was I was there just to help anybody that needed and shockingly the only people I helped that night were rioters. How long after that was it that he
0: tried to grab your rifle?
4: It was about an hour and a half later, and then there was actually a second time he said to the group, um, he he said, this is the second time he threatened to kill everybody, he said, I'm gonna gonna effing kill you, I'm gonna cut your hearts out, you effing N-words. Cut your hearts out? Yes did any of the rioters try and calm him down or stop him what I noticed is the rioters were trying to like they were like disassociating with him because he was like spewing the n-word around and they just didn't seem to want to have anything to deal with him so he comes he tries to grab your rifle he gets shot you decide at that point in, listen, i Remembering, you you want to go turn yourself into the police yes um after I shoot Mister Rosenbaum, he tried to grab my gun. I was running away. There's a gunshot behind me. After I shoot him, I run around the car because I was going to go render first aid to him. I wasn't able to because then um, there was a mob forming and t- calling for my execution to get him and kill him. And that's when I try to run to the police line and get to the
3: police. So let's put this let's put this into perspective. Um I talked about the um that he that he acted in self defense against joseph Rosenbaum joseph rosenbaum convicted pedophile that wasn 't just somebody that had sex with a seventeen year old this is a guy who was having sex with nine year old boys and served fifteen years in jail This is a high quality human being that everyone 's uh, getting uh getting up in the up and up in getting their knickers in a twist over all this stuff that happened. And, of course, um, Kyle went on to explain how he shot Anthony Huber once after Huber hit him in the back of the head with a, with a skateboard. Um, both Rosenbaum and Huber died from from gunshot wounds. Huber, like Rosenbaum, was a convicted felon. And in Huber's case, he had, he had violated probation after strangling his brother and kicking his sister, high-quality people that were, that we're talking about in and that uh you know it's it's amazing this kid at 17 years old had the ability to keep it keep it together the way he did and also keep in keep in uh keep in mind this whole this whole thing about him being a white supremacist he's a white guy and he shot shot and killed two white guys and he shot and didn't kill a third white guy uh so i don't know where all this all this uh this white supremacist stuff is is going on. So Kyle said one one of the police officers pepper sprayed him while the others told him to go home after he went and said, hey, this is what I did, and I was acting in self-defense. So he did, and his arrest came the morning of August 26th, the next morning, and August 27th, homicide charges were filed. And I didn't do anything
4: wrong. So you knew that from the very beginning? I I knew that. A lot of people are like, oh, Kyle had time to meet with his attorneys to come up with this amazing defense of self-defense. No, that's not the case. This has been a hundred percent self-defense from the beginning. And I didn't know there was a hundred cameras. I knew I was, but I didn't know I was attacked and I defended myself.
3: You know what? That's, that's the thing that they teach you. Um, when you get a, a license to carry concealed weapon is remember there's, there's, there's a thousand cameras around you at, at any given moment. In fact, uh, I told, I, I said that, going through the training to get a to get a concealed carry concealed carry uh uh permit the the 4 hours in the in the classroom is so much more important because when you cuz i know when i carry that um i'm carrying a, i'm carrying a loaded weapon and and i know that when i get into a situation where things start to feel a little uncomfortable i use my brain and say hey i've got a killing machine on my hip And I have to start, I have to, I have to use my brain before anything clicks in. So having a gun with you and knowing how to shoot it is the easy part. It's being able to consciously think about I'm carrying a gun and I have to be, I'm going to be responsible for when I pull it out and draw it on somebody. And, and, you know, when you, when you draw it, you have to be ready to pull the trigger and you better not pull the trigger unless you're in fear, unless you're in legitimate fear for your life and and that's what you have to that's what you have to think about and know that at any given time there's a thousand cameras everybody's got a, their camera on you and of course if you're in trouble none of them are going to jump in to try to help you they're going to pull out their camera to try and film it so it's uh it's always a good idea for uh, good people to uh to good people with firearms the only thing that keep a uh, that that uh, protect us from bad people with firearms so anyway, hey, I'm out of time for the, this first half of the, of the main event, so stay tuned for five, five minutes of traffic, weather, commercials, and sports, and I'll be back with lots more. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman, host of the main event right here on AM 590 The Answer. I'm excited to tell you about my first book, Experience Matters, Here's Mine, available right now at edhoffman.net. This book is for all of you who enjoy my advice on business, parenting, politics, and life in general. I'm sharing my life experiences to help you because it's like I always say, experience is the best teacher, especially when it's someone else's experience. In this book, you'll get stories from my life I've never talked about on the show, from growing up, from the early days of my career, and even from my time as a world champion competitive arm wrestler. True story. But if you listen to the main event, you'll recognize a lot of your favorite parts on the show in this book. Movie quotes, real estate investment advice, and of course, lots of politics talk from a conservative perspective. Here's what the one and only Dennis Prager said. Experience matters is a treasure trove of practical advice. It has turned each one of his many varied and engaging adventures into a gem of wisdom. Read this book and profit. Then get your son or daughter to read it. Bribe them if you have to. That's how good and how much fun this book is. Pre-order Experience Matters Here's Mine by Ed Hoffman at edhoffman.net. AM590. The answer. I admit. It's getting better. It's a little better. All the time can get. Yes, I admit.
2: It's getting better. It's getting better. Since you
3: Back to part two, the main My name is Ed Hoffman with Planet Home Lending. I don't talk a lot about uh, real estate financing on the radio because uh, if you're not in the market, it's probably not that interesting to listen to. Certainly not as interesting as talking about uh, COVID and uh, and stuff that's going on in politics in this in this country. Um, but if you find yourself. Uh, Wondering about uh, whether it's time to refinance, whether it's time to buy, whether it's time to sell, or maybe it's time to check into one of those reverse mortgage things that everybody's talking about um, that, you know, give you a little bit more money in your if you got more uh, more life left and money that might uh, change your lifestyle a little bit call me toll free at 855-640-2020 that's 855-640-2020 or go to edhoffman.net click on the planet home lending logo hey let me make a disclaimer before we go go any further uh, i'm i would be recording from home today since i just tested negative on on covid and due to a power failure in my neighborhood we had to record over the iPhone instead of using the the regular uh, Blue Yeti mic that I plugged into my computer. So uh, if the sound is is less than great, please accept my apologies. So before we started, um, before we uh, went to break, we were talking about the Kyle Rittenhouse uh, 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 trial and the the acquittal and uh, his uh, interview with uh, Tucker Carlson on uh, Monday night. Um, we've been hearing defaming comments in the media about this kid for weeks, but it hit a new low after the verdict. Rittenhouse drove in from Illinois armed for battle.
2: The fact that white supremacists roam the halls of Congress freely and celebrate this little murderous white supremacist, and the fact that he gets to walk the streets freely, it lets you know these people have access to instituting uh,
0: laws. Welcome to the modern Republican Party. This is what these people want, and this is what a majority of white people vote for. It's a warning to every white suburbanite with a Black Lives
1: Matter poster in their window. Those people now know that they too can be shot by a white 17-year-old with an AR15 if he feels threatened by their desire to see America live up to its potential.
3: Well, I don't know where all this uh all this white supremacist comes from because I don't see where any of this has anything to do with with color since a white guy killed two white guys and uh and and shot a guy in the in the bicep another white guy and uh even though the 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 bad guys, you know, the pedophiles and the people that strangle their their uh their brothers and sisters and people that have sex with with uh with nine year old boys and and uh and then have to serve fifteen years in jail with those people get upset and start riots about it. You know, that may have that may have something to do with with race, but I don't know where the Kyle Rittenhouse issue had anything to do with race. And uh and you know it, it's like, well hey, people are on notice now that you could have a 17 year old uh white boy with a AR fifteen. Hey, guess what? if you're a screw up and you're out there doing things that are against the law you could have any year old any color somebody come up, come up with you come up to you and if you threaten to kill them, they have the right to defend themselves that's not something republican that's something american and remember the republican you know this was all put into uh uh into uh, our fa- our founding fathers uh put put a, into our constitution our our rights to to bear arms and our rights to uh, defend ourselves and our rights to free speech and all that stuff. And uh, that was in uh, in 1776. The Republican Party didn't start until Abraham Lincoln in the 1860s. So how does any of this stuff have anything to do with Republicans? Has to do with Americans. So let's let's stay focused. And we all remember Biden tweeting a video during the uh, campaign where he called Kyle Rittenhouse a white supremacist. And this is before he was president. He said, there's no other way to put it. The president of the United States refused to disavow white supremacists on the debate stage last night, as we saw in Kenosha with a picture of, of uh, Kyle Rittenhouse there. Um, you know what, Kyle, you know, uh, Joe Biden Joe Biden's going to have to uh, be responsible for the, for, the, for the dumbass stuff that he puts on social media. And then he says someday he's going to have to uh, be responsible for that. And, uh, and what does Kyle, R- Kyle have to say about all this? Listen to his answer and decide for yourself that this kid sounds like a white supremacist.
4: I'm not a racist person. I support the BLM movement. I support peacefully demonstrating. What did you make of the president of the United States calling you a white supremacist? Mr. President, if I could say one thing to you, I would urge you to go back and watch the trial and understand the facts before you make a statement. That's not a small thing to be called that. No, it's... It's actual malice defaming my character for him to say something like that. I mean, why do you think, and it's not simply Biden who said that, it's a lot of people on television have said that, a lot, dozens of people have said that. I'm sorry to tell you in case you haven't seen it. Uh, It's actually quite hysterical how nobody can go back and look at the facts of the case. He crossed state lines, false he's a white supremacist. False. None of that is true. And the lies that they can just get away with spreading is just sickening. What do you think would have happened to you if there hadn't been the amount of video that there is? I can't even imagine. I don't think we'd be sitting here right now having this um, talk, Tucker. That's for sure. You'd never get out.
3: Yeah, you know what, I, I think uh, clearly you can see uh, this kid is already in Nicholas Sandman mode. Uh, if you remember Nicholas Sandman, the uh, the uh, high school senior who's wearing the uh, uh, Make America Great Again hat in Washington, D.C. is um, some Indian guys uh, marched up to him playing their drums and he just <laughs> stood there and smiled at him and CNN took the video and and created a whole different narrative than what was, what was actually happening and uh, defamed that kid. And uh, that kid is now a multi gazillionaire now um, from settlements with CNN and MSNBC and however many other uh, outlets. We don't know how much, but they were big and they were uh, uh, they were under a non-disclosure agreement. So um, clearly Uh, Mr. Kyle Rittenhouse is going to be the next gazillionaire uh, teenager from that. And you know what I I think about? uh, I think about what Biden tweeted, and I think he better be uh, being careful because uh, uh, before he knows it, before he knows it, uh, you know, Rittenhouse is going to get all that money out of Hunter Biden's uh, bank account that he shares with his dad. So, maybe Hunter Biden better figure it out about hiding his money now because we all know that his money just transfers over to his debt so anyway such as uh such is my uh my take on the uh Kyle rittenhouse uh trial so uh let's go on to uh uh the the last week uh c n n ran a story where thirty six Democrats spoke anonymously about a rift between Biden and Harris this week. The Washington Post ran its own surprise surprisingly honest story. Biden, Biden and aides tell allies he's running in 2024 amid growing Democratic fears. Some of the snippets from this story, President Biden and members of his inner circle have reassured allies that he plans to run for re-election in 2024 as they deflect concern about the 79, 79-year-old president's commitment to another campaign and growing Democrat fears of a coming Republican return to power. Uh, you know what? This is not, These are not fears. These are what's reality. Um, And, you know, what what else could what what else could Biden say? He's not even a year in and people are already talking about um, the fact that he's not going to be able to run. He won't even make it through his first term, in my opinion. Um, But the uh, uh, but you notice how all these all these uh, all these things that are being said, they're being said anonymously the broader democratic community has become increasingly anxious after a bruising six month stretch of Biden's national approval rating plummeting more than a dozen points into the low forties amid growing concerns about inflation, Democrat infighting and in Washington and faltering public health efforts to move beyond the COVID-19 pandemic. I don't think any of this stuff should have anything to do with his, with his, uh, with his poll, with his approval ratings, it should have to do with what they can actually see happening in front of us. They can see what the biden what the biden administration is is doing to uh, to our country with our open borders and our and uh, our stop drilling for energy and uh, the whole the whole supply chain crisis and paying people to stay home and everything that they 're doing is essentially destroying america and i and I still scratch my head and I go why are they so hungry for power to stay in control of a country that will be destroyed by the time by the time that they get done making sure that that the republicans are shut out of it one democrat involved in the, in the campaign said they couldn't think of a single person they had spoken to in the last month who considers the possibility of a Bi- of biden running again to be a real one ouch i wonder who said that you know the the problem is the is the Democrats don't ever come out and say something unless it's anonymous because they're afraid that that uh Aunt Nancy's gonna smack 'em up the side upside the head for for uh for for speaking the truth about what what all of us see it's amazing. it's amazing to me that that uh that we wa- watch this going on watch this going on and and we can't get and we can't get one' senator. One Democrat senator to change parties. Why well, we can't get five five uh, five out of two hundred and twenty um, Democrat um, um, representatives in the in the in Congress to change parties and for the good of the country? It's amazing that you can't get anybody who's a Democrat to ever do what's right. I mean, we see Joe Manchin and Kirsten Cinema holding up holding up some of the uh, uh, the uh, infrastructure, the infrastructure spending, you know, hey, I need $25,000. Hey, I need, I need a $25 billion, trillion. Um, what do you need it for? Well, uh infrastructure, that's it. That's the, that's the ticket. So we see them, see them holding it up. But you know, you would think that one of them would say, hey, I can see where the Democrat party is taking this country. And for the good of the Democrat party, I'm going to switch to Republican so we can stop this thing. And you would think there's you we're thinking one senator out of fifty or five rep, uh five Democrat representatives out of two hundred and twenty would change the balance of power and stop Nancy Pelosi and stop the the Democrats from having total power and we could put a stop to to uh Joseph Biden and his uh and his his gang of whoever's holding the the marionette uh uh, sticks that are that are uh, uh, controlling the puppet Biden, so uh, the message the message it aimed, aimed at tamping down the assumption among Democrats that Biden may not seek reelection given his age and his waning popularity and his uh, waning health and his waning cognitivity and his uh, his ability to think while also freezing the field for Vice President Harris and other potential uh, presidential hopefuls. What other presidential hopefuls? Well, I could think of about 17 of them that were on stage with him um, running for president uh, two years ago. And, of course, I can think of about uh, 10 of them that all got out the same day because they were, they were seeing Bernie Sanders uh, actually winning, winning the, uh, the primaries. And they all, they all got together and said, hey, we can't let Bernie Sanders win because he's a communist. And uh, we can't let that happen. So we better all get out at the same time and all endorse Joe Biden. And, you know, you had about 10 10 people that actually could think that got out for the good of the Democrat Party to make that happen. So what other hopefuls are people thinking about? Well, supposedly Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg. Why else do you think we're seeing so much of him these days? Everyone from uh, Washington Post to Politico has reported that Kamala Harris and Mayor Pete we're in a battle to replace Biden, yeah, uh, Pete Buttigieg, the transportation secretary, that thinks our supply chain has nothing to do with the fact that the gas gas has uh, has doubled in price. It has nothing to do with the fact that um, we don't have uh, we don't have energy independence anymore. It has nothing to do that with uh, they took off the the uh, the trade policies that that Trump had in place. No, it's all because the economy is doing so well that people are buying. Too much, too much product from China because you don't think you don't think those uh, those uh, tankers off the coast of Long Beach are coming from Detroit. Do you No, they're all coming from China? And, you know, we suddenly forgot about this America first when when when, uh, they installed Biden and and got rid of Trump. We suddenly forgot about this America first thing. And all we do is buy stuff from China. Here's Chuck Todd on Meet the Press asking Pete Buttigieg about his rumored rivalry with
4: Harris. Uh, Every time something's written about the vice Vice president Kamala Harris's political standing, your name seems to be in every one of those articles. Um, Has it at all impacted your relationship with the vice president that it seems as if there's this narrative of a rivalry developing between the two of you?
0: No, because she and I are part of a team that is disciplined and uh, doesn't focus on what's uh, obsessing the the commentators. We're too busy with a job to do. Uh, She, as uh, the leader uh, in this administration, uh, with her leadership role, uh, and I and the president and everybody else in in the cabinet and across the administration are laser-focused on getting the job done. That would be demanding in any administration, but in one like this, where we have been assigned by the president to take on yeah. literally projects and, and legislation of generational significance. Uh, there's no room to, to get caught up in the parlor games. And uh, I'm proud to be part of the Biden-Harris team.
3: Oh, yes. Everything's just sunshine and rainbows in the, in the Biden-Harris team, especially, especially when everybody's making generational differences in the, in the, the, thing, the projects that they're laser focused on. Well, with the exception of uh, you know our whole our whole country's supply chain is is all tied up, and uh, you would think the transportation secretary would have something to say about it, but he had to take two months off to have have a uh, uh, paternity family leave time with his with his baby that him and his husband uh, uh, adopted so you know simple, simply amazing simply amazing because we have to do that because you know of course uh you have to bond with your baby when you have a baby especially if you're a mom you know that thing that that god created man and women two different two different uh genders and you know what there's that bonding thing that women do after they have the baby because they're mothers like i told like i like i tell uh, uh all young kids before they have kids you know that baby belongs to mom for the first 10 mu- for the first 10 months after that now dad gets involved. So this whole, uh, this whole paternity time off this whole paternity time off and uh, family leave act. The dad has to have time to bond with the baby, you know, for the first 10 months, mu- first 10 months that, that baby's not doing any bonding with their, uh, their eating and bonding with mom and, uh, you know, doing what they do after they eat. So anyway, let's talk about what weekend this is the significance hope everybody enjoyed their Thanksgiving I'm actually recording the day before Thanksgiving but most of you will be listening uh after after Thanksgiving and by now we're all working on our turkey and our stuffing leftovers and a lot of and a lot of us use the holiday uh as opportunity to teach our kids about sharing and the whole the whole story of Thanksgiving and uh, you know how remember how the the pilgrims uh, didn't like being persecuted, so they got on boats in England and they stayed in the sixty-six days across the ocean. And they got to to uh, Plymouth Rock and they uh, they met some Indians and they had some uh, and they shot some turkeys and they grew some corn and uh, and made some pumpkins and met, grew some pumpkins, made some pumpkin pies, and everybody had a big feast. Well, that's part of the story. That's part of the story, except for they left out the first year the first year when uh, when it wasn't quite quite the Thanksgiving day that we all that we all know and love in the in the stories. Um, after all, didn't the pilgrims and Indians share their food with each other? Yeah, they did. But Thanksgiving's more more about that than than just sharing. Uh, it's also about the lesson of the dangers of socialism. Uh, John Stossel's an expert on this. He's uh, he wrote a Uh, a big chapter in in, uh, one of his books, which I can't remember off the top of my head, but I've read from it, and he writes that whole chapter in Old English, which is hard to read. Um, But he's written about it, and he made segments for TV on it, like this one.
1: You ready for Thanksgiving? Before you eat that turkey, I want to bust one myth. You've heard about that Thanksgiving feast. Pilgrims and Indians sharing food. Sharing is nice in families and sometimes in small groups. But as Thanksgiving approaches, let's remember that when we pilgrims first came to America, we almost starved. That's because we settlers acted like Bernie Sanders wants us to act. We farmed collectively. The corporation that funded our expedition said, grow food together, divide the harvest equally. Bad idea. Communal farming creates what economists call the tragedy of the common. Think about a nice piece of land that ranchers hold in common. Anyone who wants to can bring their cattle to graze. The tragedy is that no individual rancher is much motivated to try to preserve that land. In fact... Every rancher has the incentive to bring more and more cattle to the pasture. So they're going to continue to add cow after cow until the pasture is overgrazed and destroyed. Exactly. When you own property, you take care to preserve it, to allow it to keep producing good things. But we pilgrims shared our land. So when the crops were ready to harvest, we did what these people did.
3: And what did they they do? He goes on to show a little experiment with some school kids, and he has a a big poster on the floor uh, marking marking all this land. He said, okay, you guys all share this land, and you all guys work on it. And then he throws a bunch of... uh, gold coins onto it and he said okay all these coins are worth a dollar but if you but if you uh and you guys get whichever ones you grab but if you wait five minutes they're all worth two dollars and he said okay and he throws them down on the ground and all the kids just grab for him grab for him and nobody waits for to, to have the the values double because they all want what whatever they can get and they all scramble for that and much the same much the same as as what what the pilgrims did when hey let's all communal farm farm let's all just all put in the same amount of we'll all, we'll all work on it we'll all just share equally well you know if you're going to share equally anyway then there's no incentive to keep to keep working then he shows then he shows a uh um then he shows another uh, uh another example where he says where he says um OK, and he, he takes the that big uh, poster on the on the floor and he and he and he puts blue tape on it and he divides it up into individual parcels and said, OK, this is your parcel, this is your parcel, this is your parcel. And he throws the coins on it. So they're equally they're equally around the uh, on the on the different parcels and says, OK, those those things are worth a dollar unless you wait five minutes. Then they're worth two dollars. And all the kids just waited. And they didn't, and they didn't, because they weren't in fear of somebody else getting their share. So instead they said, well, you know what, you know what, if, uh, if, um, if I'm going to better myself by waiting, I'm going to better myself. I'm going to better my land by, by taking care of my land. I'm going to, I'm going to better my, I'm going to better myself. And let's continue with the, with John's, John Stossel's video
1: corn before it was fully ready the result the shortage of food was worse because of a second problem with the commons when you share the results of your work some people don't work hard Had that continued thursday would be known as starvation day but fortunately we were led not by bernie sanders or other commons loving socialists but by governor william bradford who wrote in his diary after much debate i william bradford Assign it to every family, a parcel of land. The result? This had very good success, for it made all hands very industrious.
0: We brought in a harvest that was more than enough to feed us. After such a success, we never returned to shared planting.
1: Private property allowed us pilgrims to prosper and have that feast we read about at school. So this Thanksgiving, if you have a good meal, thank private property. Every day it protects us from the tragedy of the commons.
3: Yeah, think think capitalism, another word for private property. You know, I like to use use the example of of the book stone soup. And I say, you know what? Um, you know, after they after they all starved for a year, they finally decided, hey, we're gonna give this acre to the Monroe's and this acre to the to the to the Jeffersons and this acre to the Jacksons and and some people grew corn. And some people grew carrots and some people, uh, uh, you know, put cows on there and raised raised cattle. And the people that had the people that had corn that didn't have any that didn't have any carrots. Well, they traded. They did what's called bartering and they bartered their some of their corn for for some carrots. And they bartered some of their corn with some of the with the guys that had had cows and, and turkeys for meat. And they all and, you know, they everybody everybody had their own thing that they were working with their land and they bartered to share some of theirs so they could get some of the results of the other people's. And of course, if you didn't work your land and didn't, and didn't have your, uh, you didn't have your, your product, then there's nothing to barter with. That's the free market folks. That's the free market. And if you think about the, if you think about the, uh, the, the kids book stone soup, you know that everyone's, Everyone sees these these uh, three soldiers come into town and they're all hungry and they close their doors so that so that they won't uh, they won't come and beg for food. So they they find a big pot and they put a big rock in it and say, hey, we're going to make stone soup. And they fill it up with water and start a fire under it and say and everyone's curious going, what are they talking about? What are they do? Stone soup. I never heard of it. And they go, man, it would be, it's sure starting to smell good if we only had some potatoes we could put in this. And one of the neighbors pulls out some potatoes and say, and they, oh, that would make it great. Oh, you know, it would be just right if somebody had, if we had some carrots to put in here. And one of the other neighbors brings out the carrots and then say, oh, you know, it would really be good is if we had had a you know some ham to put in it, and someone pull, brings out a ham, and eventually all the neighbors are bringing in a little piece of it, and at the at the end of the end of the day, they have this big giant pot of stone soup. The stone is just the stone, but the rest of the food is all in there, and everybody contributed, and everybody and everybody got a, a everybody ate the stone soup, the stone soup that was really really ham and potatoes and all that other stuff. So anyway, hey folks, uh, it's great to be back behind the mic. And, uh, and, uh, and, and captaining the, the, the main event again. Um, so uh, have a great Thanksgiving weekend, and I will be back again with you next week. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman from Planet Home Landing and host of the main event. Heard weekends right here on AM590, The Answer. If you'd like to own a home and you need financing or you'd like to refinance a home you already own, whether that's in California or one of these escape from California states, Arizona, Nevada, Utah, Colorado, Texas, Arkansas, Tennessee, Georgia, Florida, Ohio, Oregon, Washington, Idaho, or Montana, I'm the guy you want to talk to. Or if you'd like to inquire into the, one of the most liberating financing tools for seniors, a reverse mortgage, you want to talk to someone who will guide you towards decisions based on your best interest, not theirs. Call me toll free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. Or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Planet Home Lending logo. My team and I will lead you to the best decision for you based on your short-term and your long-term goals. Again, for more information, call me at 855-640-2020 or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Planet Home Lending logo.
0: AM 590, the answer